You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everyone. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and it's the holidays. It's just a few days away from Christmas, and I am sure you are just like me, and we are desperately trying to get the last-minute gifts bought and wrapped and really getting ourselves prepared, hopefully, for a restorative, a restful holiday season. In the past, I have made the mistake of just continuing my hurried pace of, you know, working throughout the Christmas and the New Year and not giving myself time off, still running all of the team calls and showing up in my groups and going full steam ahead. And while I personally do believe that that is important, it is important to show up and have consistency. I also believe that it is really important that you give yourself a moment to rest, a moment to recharge. And I've challenged myself this holiday season to really be present in a different way. And when I say be present, you know, there's a lot of cliche, you can't run if you don't rest and self-care and, you know, don't hustle. And there's just a lot of that right now. And what I feel about this hurried pace of the holidays is a lot of times we're so focused on the to-do list, the grocery shopping, the cookies that need baked, the presents that need wrapped, the Christmas parties that we have to attend, the gifts that we need to give to the mailman and the hairdresser and, you know, the neighbors and the, the garbage men. And we forget to just plant our feet firmly on the ground and be present in the moment and really look around. As I'm recording today's episode for you, the snow is falling outside my window. And my boys have been so excited that there's snow because here in Pennsylvania, the weather is beginning to change the past couple of years. We have not had a lot of snow, which is very strange for us. But my boys have been disappointed in the fact that we aren't going to have a white Christmas. In fact, it's going to be 50 degrees, which I'm not upset about. But I do love the snow, especially during the holidays. And my son last night, he was like, Mom, look, it's snowing. And we just stopped and we looked out the front window and we started talking about how one week from today, Christmas would be over and we would be done with the presents and all the anticipation. And we just had this moment where we paused and we thought to ourselves, oh my gosh, we better enjoy the week. And I want to just remind you, before we dive into our episode today, I want to remind you to enjoy the week. I want to remind you to feel the traditions, the people around you, and the preparation for the time together, whether you're traveling or spending the holidays at home. 
to just really enjoy it. We're always in this hurried pace of on to the next, on to the next. And we forget that we have these great memory moments in front of us. So enjoy it. Be intentional with your time. That also means this week as you're preparing for the holidays, be intentional about getting maybe ahead instead of wasting your hours scrolling social media, trying to get inspired, participating in chat pods or Facebook groups that aren't really moving the needle forward on what needs to get done. You know, when you are so disciplined and focused, you can get a lot accomplished. You can go into the Christmas holiday really feeling as though you can disconnect a little bit. Posts are going up. Emails are going out. Out of offices are are put up and you really feel like you've achieved your goals and you're able to spend quality time with your family. And I just want to challenge you that week to, you know, this week to really double down in your business, in your life and get laser focused on what absolutely needs to get done so you can be present. There is no reason why you should have to kill yourself and sacrifice that family time If you use your time wisely, that also means saying no to some of the things that aren't really serving you in this season. There probably are projects that you could do in the new year that don't need to be done right now. So just really want to challenge you on that. And now for today, today's episode, you know, I am about to launch something really big and really exciting in the new year. There's a lot of you that follow me that are in the network marketing space, the direct sales, social selling, and you are always looking for the best practices, the mindset, the systems, what's duplicating right now in 2023 in your business. And I am committed to sharing that, not only as somebody in the field who is doing, but also as somebody in the field who is teaching other people how to achieve success in their network marketing business. I've not only helped my own team, but I've helped thousands of other network marketers across tons of different industries grow, scale, duplicate, double their income, rise to the top ranks in the company, feel really empowered in the systems that they do have for success. And today, I want to talk to you a little bit about what I do in my business this time of year to set myself up for the new year. I do a few Very important things. Last week on the podcast, I talked about the end of the year reflection, which is key. I am actually still in the process of working on my end of year reflection. The second thing I'm doing is I'm reading the book, The 12 Week Year. One of my favorite books. I read it every single December. It's a recalibration for me. It's a reminder of my what it, it's important to set goals. It's important to have metrics that you're tracking. It's important to be accountable to it. One thing I find with top leaders is they're really creative. They're either maybe a whiz at marketing or sales or social selling, network marketing, right? But sometimes the 
the tracking part lacks with tracking their goals, understanding their income, and really teaching that. They're good on the first level of doing it themselves, but taking it a step further and teaching it really is a place where I find that a lot of network marketers struggle. And I really have the skill set to be able to understand it and do it and also to be able to teach it. In order for us to step into next year and our teams to be excited about what's to come, we have to get excited about what we're going to be doing in the new year. And inside of the Direct Sales Done Right book, which my business partner, Katie Erster, wrote the Direct Sales Done Right book, it's actually a great resource and tool for you to read as a network marketer. And we encourage every new network marketer to get this book. It is like your Bible for direct sales and doing it right. And in chapter three, very early on in the book, we talk about vision casting. And it's called Vision Casting Done Right because there is a right way and a wrong way to create a vision. And I'm going to start with a very simple story about myself. And I'll never forget in 2011, as I was sitting on my first vision board call with my upline and the team, my my mentor was like, dream big. If anything was possible, if money was not an issue, if time was not limited. If you could have anything that you want, what would you want? I sat there staring at a blank piece of poster board because that's where I was making my vision board. And I thought, I don't know what I want. My entire life, I had prepared to be a stay-at-home mom. I had dreamed about it. I had planned for it with my my husband, Matt, before we were married. We had lots of conversations about how we wanted our life to look. I was very vocal about wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. And so we prepared for that and we planned for that. And I had just left my full-time job five months prior to me sitting on this call. So now here I am sitting here going, if you could have anything you wanted in life, what would it be? And so part of me had never asked myself that question outside of being a stay-at-home mom, doing the dishes, taking care of the kids, serving my husband, making sure the house was in order. I had never asked myself, well, what do I want for myself? Career, finances, recognition. I just didn't think about that stuff. Nobody had ever asked me that question before. And I also, in the same breath, felt very guilty for wanting more because I had achieved all of the things that I had said I wanted. I'd gone to college. I went on to get my master's degree. Matt and I got married. We had two kids. They were both healthy. I was had left my full-time job. I was a stay-at-home mom, but here I was wanting more. Here I was not being satisfied. So there was some guilt that came into that where I felt like I should be happy with the life that I had. And I was. But there was definitely this desire for something more. And so as I sat there and created that first vision board, I was listening to my mentor and she was putting all of these things on there like fancy cars and lavish vacations and 
second homes. And so I started to do the same thing. I started to dream really big and I put a picture of a mansion on there and I put a stack of books to signify that I wanted to pay off my student loan debt. I put four beach chairs on there, which symbolized our family on a beach vacation that I was going to pay for. I put in the middle, I will help 100 people transform their life with health and fitness programs. I wrote on there, I will have a six pack. I will meet Shalene Johnson at Summit. I will go to Summit. So there's all these things on my vision board. And I hung that vision board up in my basement. And every day when I would work out, I would look at the vision board. That's where it was. It was front and center. And that was what I was working towards. And we got to the end of that first year. And there were a lot of things on that vision board that I did not check off. And in hindsight, looking back, every day I would look at the vision board. The few things that really spoke to me were the four beach chairs, which signified earning the rewards trip for our family so that we could go on a family vacation. The second one was the helping 100 people transform their lives. That was something that really motivated me. At that time, six pack, I was like, yeah, that's not that important. Or, you know, we were working on paying off the debt. We were working on, you know, that process of getting to buying a house, but it certainly wasn't a mansion. And so I realized that at the beginning, and maybe this is you, you've gone to a vision board workshop and you've listened to somebody talk about how to create a vision for your life. And you got really in the moment and you started putting things on your vision board that actually aren't really that exciting to you. But the speaker was talking about her boat and her beach house and her really expensive cars. And so you started putting those same things on your vision board But when it came down to you doing the work for it, you walk past that vision board or better yet, maybe your vision board isn't even out anymore publicly. It could be tucked in a drawer somewhere and you're not even using it. And so it has no significance. It doesn't drive you to take action. And that's the most important thing about a vision and a vision board is it needs to propel you to action. And so what happens is we get caught up in the moment. There's nothing wrong with you if that's happened. You didn't make a mistake and you're not a failure. This is just how the journey goes of figuring out what you want and you don't want. You put a lot of things on your vision board that don't really have any meaning or significance to you. But the longer you're in business, the better you get about saying, this is what I really want. Maybe you put a Range Rover as the car you wanted to drive. But when it really comes down to it, you love driving your Chevy Cavalier and you're, that's what I drove when I first got my license, PS, and you're happy with it. Cars don't matter to you. It's about having four wheels and a reliable vehicle that can get you from point A to point B and you don't care if it's luxury or not. So again, a lot of times we create vision boards that really don't have any significance to our core values in our lives because we don't take the time to go, is this what I really want? So the first thing that I learned in my past 12 years was to really get crystal clear on what matters to me. What are my core values? And that means I got to put my blinders on to what other people are doing and saying a lot. It also means that I have to be willing to be different. 
It means that if I like fancy things, and I'll give you a perfect example. I do love fancy things. I love driving my Range Rover and I love my designer clothes and handbags. And I love taking really great, wonderful vacations. I love that. That is just who I am. And I used to downplay that because I thought that I was materialistic or that, you know, something was wrong with me if I enjoyed nice things. And that really messed with me for a little while. And I started to really work on my confidence and who I am and challenge myself to say, am I, is this a cover for something else? Or is this something that's really important? And at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I just really enjoy having some nice things and creating really great experiences and having the financial flexibility to do so. So you have to step into your power and your confidence. You also have to put your blinders on to what other people want because sometimes we're easily swayed by what they want, not what we ultimately want. And then lastly, you have to challenge yourself because if you're playing small and saying, I don't want those things, but deep down inside you do, but you feel like it's a money mindset issue, you need to work on your money mindset, your wealth mindset for sure. So number one really is about aligning your vision to what you truly want and getting clear on that. The next thing, As you start to put things on a vision board for 2024, I want you to think about what it's going to take to accomplish those goals. So for example, I always like to put things on my vision board that are, that are fall into different categories. So personal relationships, this is friendships, my relationship with my husband, my kids and family members, for sure. I like to put things on the vision board that are related to my health and wellness. So are there areas of my life I want to focus on? So the past couple of years have been mental health for me. I've really worked hard on that, healing my body, not necessarily six-pack ripped, but really healthy, sustained energy, feeling good, anxiety-free, or managing it very well. So you want to look at your health. You also want to look at your, you want to look at um, your career, What are there? Are there things within your career that you want to accomplish? So accolades, benchmarks, income, opportunities, diversifying your income. What are the things that you want to accomplish in the next year? And then your personal life. So fun, vacations, girls trips, hobbies that you want to partake in, just lifestyle choices that are important to you that you want to make a priority. Throughout this entire process, you want to ask yourself, is this something I truly desire? Is this something I really want to work hard at over the next year? If your answer is yes, then it goes on the vision board. All right. It goes on the vision board. The next thing I want you to ask yourself is, You have to say, do I care about the process of becoming that person? So on our vision boards, a lot of times we will say to ourselves, I really want to walk across stage as an elite partner in 2025. And so we get excited about this idea of walking across the stage at annual convention And we fall in love with that vision of what it's going to feel like once we get there. But what I want to challenge you on is ask yourself, 
what does the process of getting to that elite rank in my company entail? This is a good thing. What does it mean? So you need to figure out what are the metrics to get there. All right, I need five diamond partners in 2024. I need X amount of points. So that means I'm going to need to recruit. I'm going to need to mentor people. I'm going to have to empower them to build their organizations. That means I need to get good at social media. And it means that I'm going to have to be more disciplined or invest more time in my business in recruiting and mentorship. If you start to say those words to yourself and instantly you feel out of alignment, there's a difference between I have bubbles and butterflies in my stomach because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm about to do something big and scary, but I'm so excited for it. I can't wait. I'm up for the challenge versus, oh my gosh, this makes me want to hurl. Everything, every hair on the back of my neck is standing up straight and I don't want to do it. I hate recruiting. I hate, you know, mentoring people. I just want a retail product. You have got to pay attention to that. If that's what your body is viscerally telling you, it's not the goal for you. Getting and walking across stage as in this case, I'm using elite partner as an example, that means building a downline. You don't want to put that on your vision board if you don't want to build a team. If you want to retail, you need to have retail goals that you can push towards. So you have to fall in love with the process of accomplishing the goal more than the goal itself. You also want to think about how will your life be different when you accomplish this goal? It doesn't mean that it takes the hard away. It just means you refocus and you understand that hey, the work, the growth, the process I'm going to go through in order to get there is something that I want and something that I desire for my life, all right? So you got to ask yourself that question. Likewise, let's say that you want to commit to improving your health and you want to get off your anxiety medication. And I can say this because this is a goal of mine that I've been working very hard on. And so when I was thinking about what's the process going to be like, of healing my adrenal fatigue and getting off my anxiety medication, I started to think about, okay, I am going to have to dial back my workouts. I am going to have to make sure I get seven to eight hours of sleep at night. I am going to have to manage my anxiety with my food. And I'm going to make sure that I'm not drinking alcohol and I'm not eating gluten or dairy or processed sugar because those are all things that dial up my levels of anxiety. Also, I had to be okay with lower impact workouts. So I had to say, all right, this process of getting rid of my anxiety, I need to fall in love with the process of becoming her. Am I willing to change my lifestyle? Am I willing to change the foods that I'm eating? Am I willing to get more sleep, which means I'm going to have to say no to certain things? I fell in love with the process of figuring out how to be my healthiest and best self. I cared more about the journey and what I learned along the way. And the icing on the cake was the fact that I feel incredible today. So again, those are just two examples for you, but you really have to fall in love with the process of becoming that thing that you've put on your vision board. All right. The last thing I want to talk about is how do we actually 
go from vision to reality. This time of year, everybody's doing vision board parties, goal-setting workshops, and you can listen to a million different people out there tell you how to do these things. And at the end of the day, the most important thing is that your vision board is aligned to the person you want to become. You might want to test it out, walk past it every day, look at it. Is this really me? Maybe you don't glue everything down on your piece of poster board or in your picture frame until you're really sure that that's what you want. You pray over it. You meditate on it. You journal on it. Is it the right steps for you to take this year? If you have some big business goals, are you willing to put in the extra hours into your business in order to get there? So you want to just be crystal clear with it. Then that final step is what Katie has really coined this concept of driving towards daylight. This is so powerful, so practical. You can teach this to your team. You can teach it to your kids. You can do this in your in every goal that you have, whether it's a business goal or a personal goal. But driving towards daylight really is about taking the vision board and looking at the vision board and saying, all right, that's my vision. This is where I'm going. This is Melanie 2.0. And then you have to be able to blur out the vision and almost picture yourself, picture that your vision board is in chalk and you sort of run your hands. Ooh, makes my like hair stand up thinking about a chalkboard and running your hand over the chalk. But I want you just to smear the chalk a little bit, right? So smear the chalk and create this blurry vision. Because that's where you're going. That's where you're going. That's the ultimate destination is you and the things on the vision board. And then what I want you to focus on is really then outlining the steps that you need to get there. And each of your categories in your personal health and wellness, your relationships, your business, your fun, your hobbies, right? All of those areas, you should have these mile markers. And the mile markers are your goals. On a monthly basis, you need to do these things. And every month, they will compound over the next 12 months to help you accomplish the goal that you've set for yourself. And so the next step after you've created a vision board is to actually sit down and say, what are my mile markers? What are the things I need to do Every single month for the next 12 months, maybe it's everything I need to do weekly or daily in order to become that person, that vision for my life. When you focus on the mile markers and just showing up and making sure that you constantly ask yourself, is this the right decision as saying yes to this, helping me get closer to where I want to go? And you begin to divorce yourself from this idea of perfection and accepting that it's not always going to go as planned. Every day isn't going to be an A+. You're not always going to manage your time perfectly. You're not always going to finish everything on the to-do list. But if you start taking imperfect action every single day and at the end of every week, you just keep going. Am I getting closer? Am I taking the steps necessary? Am I getting one millimeter closer to the vision that I have for my life? If you can start to operate with this mile marker mindset where you're literally just moving one inch closer to the goal, what will happen 
is you will, at the end of every week, you're going to celebrate your wins. You're going to celebrate the things that you did do, the invites, the follow-ups, the customers you signed, the team members you enrolled, the food choices that you made that were good, the number of workouts that you did. I want you to get in the habit of celebrating. We're so focused on if it's not a big big jump, right? Everybody celebrates the people that go viral or the people that go from zero follow or zero sales and commissions to, you know, 10,000 in a month. And we sometimes forget most success is really accomplished by these tiny itty bitty little steps in the right direction. The monumental success and leaps are more you know, more of a result of consistent action over time or anomalies for sure. But celebrating the small wins every single day, every single week. This is something we teach inside of our Direct Sales Done Right Academy, our community, is really the importance of enjoying the process, falling in love with becoming her becoming the next best version. The woman on the vision board, you are becoming her through your daily actions. Your life is not fulfilling when you achieve those goals. Your life is fulfilling because you're enjoying the journey. So incredibly important is that we learn to love the process of who we want to become. And we get really clear on what are the mile markers that we need to do and accomplish in order to have that vision come into focus and be our reality. So my my call to action for you this week on the podcast is to finish up your end of year reflection and to start creating the vision for your life. When you create a vision of what you want, and you spend some time praying over that vision or meditating over it or journaling it out, I then want you to take the next step. That's going to be sharing your vision with your organization. That's sharing your vision publicly. That is putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is going to be my reality. Just watch. You can either come along for the ride and join me and we'll do it together, or the train is leaving you at the station and I'm going to achieve these goals. But as a leader, as a network marketer going into a new year, you got to have focus. You have to have clarity. You have to have excitement and joy for your life and what you bring to the table. So my friends, I hope that today's podcast really inspired you. You can download the end of year reflection by visiting the link here in the show notes and you can get started on your reflection process. You can also head on over to Amazon and snag the Direct Sales Done Right book. It's a great gift for your leaders in the new year and just any direct seller on your team and also for yourself. This is a great time to just get connected and to the business activities that really do produce the results. All right, you guys, I hope you love this podcast episode. As always, take a screenshot. Tag me at Melanie Mitchell on Instagram. Tell me what you loved most about today's podcast episode and share it with another team member or sideline sister that needs to hear this message today. And I will see you back here for another episode of the Women Inspiring Women podcast.